Our scripture reading tonight will be from Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 5. For by the grace given to me, I say to you, every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each one of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. Sing them over again. Oh, that was some good singing. It's great to be with y'all. In fact, it's, it's pretty awesome. I, uh, good to be here, isn't it? Just amazed at all of you. For all of our youth group, you're still awake. We'll see how it's going in five or ten minutes, but hang in there. I know of our college group, they went on freeze retreat this last weekend. Wow, Saturday was cold, and there, here they are, juggled a lariat. So they're thawed out and in the building, and each one of you are here. I'm just glad that you're here. And uh, it's important because we're all a part of the family. We have our place here. A few years ago, when we were, several years ago, we had a, a snow day, and, and uh, we couldn't have our morning services. We were really concerned, so we had a 3 o'clock in the afternoon service. And so we all came in together, and everybody loved that we were together. So we actually now look for a couple of times a year where, where we can... Um, have on a Sunday morning everybody in the room together it's really thrilling we do that especially over the holidays usually a couple of Sundays over the holidays because we can fit a lot of people are traveling I thoroughly enjoy those Sunday mornings because you have first service people and you have second service people many of who sit in the same place and all of a sudden they walk into this space and somebody is there you know it's it's pretty humorous. I've told you the story before, but when we, we built this building, it's been actually 19 years ago, if you can believe it, but when we built this building, we, in the true form of Okies, made the, the rush from our old building to here. We, we actually walked the journey, most of us did. We walked from the old building, we picked up our songbooks, carried them down here, and, uh, and found our place in, in a new building. Can you imagine having, well, I don't know, I mean, we had that morning, we were all together, 1,200 people, I don't know, 1,100 people, and nobody's ever sat in this auditorium before. Nobody had a spot. There weren't assigned seats. And to see everybody come in at the same time, which is pretty unusual, and to try and find where to sit, it was pretty, pretty fun to watch. I have to tell you, some of you remember Ralph Smeltzer. He used to live by our old building, and he came and watched this building being built every day. And in the pro he was a builder, and so in the process, he picked out his seat. So he skipped our time down there in the true form of an oaky. He was down here first as a sooner and found his spot so nobody else would get it. He sat there one week and didn't like it and found another one. But, you know, it, we want to have a place. I don't know if you like assigned seating or if you hate assigned seating. The, the beauty of assigned seating is you know where you belong. You, you know your space. And you have to admit, even... Uh, even here tonight, you kind of knew, those of us come all the time, you kind of knew about where you were going to go, and you were pretty comfortable with it. I saw some, some, one of our families walk in as, during the first song, and their kids were headed to their first spot, and they stopped early because somebody was in it, and they were late. And so the kids were down here left, left alone, you know, they left out in the dry, and so they had to run back. Because, you know, we're not going to our regular spot. We have our own spot. We have our place. Tonight we're talking about finding your play, our place and using our gifts, but we're look, talking about it in light of our service to God. And just like sometimes you walk into a space and you don't know where to sit, sometimes we walk into this space in our, our church family and we don't know where to serve. 
We, we don't know where our place is. And so we, we look at, at where other people are and we say, well, I wish I could do that, and so I'll go take that place. But that place is taken. I mean, j just think if all of you wanted to be a preacher here, what it would look like if we're all on the stage right now and who'd be sitting out there? So oftentimes what we do is we see those visible places where we see people serving and say, I, either I can't do that or there's no space for me in that place. But what God tells us in the body of believers is we all have a place. There's a space and a place for each one of us. And it's important that we serve in that space. And God got us ready for this. He's prepared us. He, he has a role for us in mind. In the text we just read in Romans chapter 12, it speaks to that. In verse 3 of Romans 12, it talks about don't think more highly of yourself than you ought. You know, none of us, in other words, are too good to serve. But every single one of us is good enough to serve. There's a role for each and every one of us. And the beauty is I don't have to do everything. Because he says in verse 4 and 5, we're part of a body. I'm not alone in this. There's other people around me. I'm just called to do my part in this. And there's a role for me. And then in verses 6 through 8, he, he kind of walks through that, how we all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. He says, if your gift is prophesying, well, then what should you do? Prophesy in accordance with your faith. If your gift is serving, then serve. It is teaching, then teach. If it is encouragement, then give encouragement. If it's giving, give generously. If it's, if it's leading, do it diligently. If it's showing mercy, then do it cheerfully. There's all kinds of ways and places for us to serve. I'm especially captivated by those last three adverbs, those three words, generously, diligently, and cheerfully. And I think they speak in a very powerful way to how God wants us to use our place, to use what he has given us. So in my place in this body where I belong, I should serve in that space generously. I, I should be diligent. People should be able to count on me. And I should especially be cheerful in my service. You see, there's a difference between have to do something and want to or, or get to do something and I'm telling you there, there's not a whole lot of difference because sometimes we have to do things but we can bring to that have to diligence genero generosity and cheerfulness I mean, I had little kids in our house once. I changed dirty diapers. Now, did I want to? i tell you what I wanted. I wanted to be a father. I wanted to be a good father. I wanted to be a good husband. So, yeah, I wanted to unless Brenda happened to be there and she was ready and willing to do it, then I had no problem with that. So did I have to or want to? It's pretty tight, isn't it? It's pretty tight. Some of you are caregivers. And it's not babies whose diapers you're changing. Do you want to? 
No. But do you have to? See, that's where service takes a whole new meaning. I mean, you wish you didn't have to do it sometimes. But when we're called to care, to give, we should be very generous in our caregiving. We should be diligent. And we should even be cheerful. And so that's the attitudes we bring. Do you have to? Are we happy to? Matt's fixing to come in just a few moments, and we're going to walk through our ministry involvement for him. He's going, to, he's going to explain it to you. Do you have to turn in one of these forms? Or do you want to be a part of what we're doing as a body? So listen. Listen with generous spirits, with a diligence of serving God, and very cheerful to be a part of this family and serve in any way we can. Matt, come and share with us. Thank you, Kent. Thank you, Kent. It's a pleasure to be here to chat with you about the ministries that are supported by this congregation. Um, the few times of I get up here to speak, I prefer this wireless mic because I can be a little more mobile, but it's always a big scare of mine to accidentally hit the mute button while I'm over here singing but uh, we should all be thankful that did not happen tonight. Um, if you, whenever you walked in this evening, it, you might have Adam, seen a. It's not on. There we go. Is that better? It's pointed sideways. There. Is that better? Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Ken. When you walked in this evening, uh, you may have seen a table out by the entryway with these forms on the table. If you didn't pick one of these up or, or didn't see it, if you don't mind, we'd like to make sure everyone has one of these in their hand. We have people throughout the building, uh, some volunteers that are they're going to hand these out. So if you, if you don't have one of these, please hold your hand up and we'll make sure that you get one of these while we're talking. This is an exciting time because our ministry leaders have identified many opportunities for us to get involved in the, the various um, ministries that we're pursuing by this congregation. And uh, in 2019 and to serve the Lord. I've got the easy part to talk to you about it, but these leaders have the much more difficult part to fulfill their mission, but that's where we can help. Thankfully, this congregation is quite active. There's hundreds of people working behind the scenes, quietly doing the Lord's work. But at the same time, there are many opportunities that go unfilled. And so that's what I'm gonna to try to focus on here this morning, the ones that, that tend to have the, more, the, the greatest need. So if you have this form, you don't mind, uh, get it out. So we're going to walk through some of these uh, ministries and these opportunities on the list. Don't worry, I don't intend to cover every one of them. Uh, that would take quite a bit of time. But I am going to focus on the ones that, uh, where the leaders have expressed the most need. And those maybe that aren't, uh, their, their mission is not quite so obvious from the few words we can fit on this page. Okay? So if you open up to the first page, we have Angel Park there. That's, that's pretty self-explanatory. That's maintaining Angel Park. Um, this group of guys do this on a Monday evening following Monday night for the Master. As you might imagine, it's a seasonal activity. It's proportional to both precipitation and heat. So it tends to pick up or start to work around April. The work really peaks around uh, July and August, and then it trails off to October. So it's not a year-round commitment. Um, if you enjoy gasoline and power equipment, this is a good opportunity to help. 
these guys enjoy doing this because one, they can work outside while serving the Lord, but also they get the chance to develop some, some camaraderie with other Christians in a less formal environment. So you might consider angel park maintenance. Next one you see is baking. So this is new to the forum this year. In past years, we've had baking needs spread throughout the different uh, ministry needs on the forum. But one of our, one of our ministers had the great idea of consolidating this to one place. So one, it's easy for you to find. And two, it's easy for our, our ministry leaders to find. So if you sign up for this, then you're signing up to be contacted whenever there's a need for, for something to be baked, whether it's cookies or muffins or whatever it may be. And you'll be contacted in advance by one or more of these different ministry leaders as the time uh, at the point that it's needed. We do ask that you select which method you prefer to be contacted, whether it's by phone or email or both. Uh, the next one is Bible class, so also somewhat self-explanatory, but one thing you might not realize is if you sign up to teach an adult Bible class, um, particularly in Sunday mornings, Brent leads a Wednesday night leaders prep class in preparation for the upcoming Sunday a.m. class to help our, our teachers to get prepared. So you get to work with Brent to go through the material along with other teachers and talk about the material so it's not quite as a taxing event to teach on Sunday mornings as you might think. The next one, number four, is the blood drive. So you might ask, why is giving blood a serving God? Well, since we give as a group or as a congregation, that entitles any members of this congregation access to free blood products if you need it. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot, because many of us don't need blood products, but if you do need it, it's quite expensive. So that, that does help our congregation in many ways. But beyond that, there's also the setup and teardown before and after a blood drive, just like what happened today. Um, that is where uh, Doug is looking for the most help at this point. The actual donation is coordinated through classes but the setup is coordinated through this form. I refrain from using the word clean up because that might inspire images that we, we, we don't clean up. If you want to clean up after blood drive, you might want to contact the OBI. That takes us to the next one, building maintenance that Dave Laxton leads. So, building, so we live in a, or, or, or get to worship in a very nice facility. We have heat, we have a roof, we have indoor plumbing, I know that kind of, we, we tend to take these things for granted here in the U.S., and it's not a bad thing to have. But if you've ever gone on a mission trip outside of this country, you know that these are all luxuries. But these are luxuries that don't come for free. It takes work to keep these things going. So David heads up the ministry for keeping things running in this building. He has a handful of guys that he uses for the smaller routine projects, but he needs help for the, the larger, less common projects, and that's what he's looking for on this form. If you uh, turn to the second page, inside page, item number six, seven and eight, you'll see various opportunities in the children's ministry. So if you've ever been here for a vacation Bible school, you've seen that that is quite a production. It takes a lot of planning and a lot of effort to pull that off. But it also brings in a lot of visitors uh, into, into our church building, which is a great thing. So they're looking for help for that. But in addition, uh, and specifically this year, they've asking for teachers. So if you look at item number six, there's multiple ways to get involved here. You can select the day, whether it's Sunday morning or Wednesday night. You can select the quarter, and you can even select the age group, which is good for people like me because I tend to scare the kids under five years old. So I should stay in the older ones. Um, perhaps you've never taught before and you're not comfortable leading a class. That's okay. If you look at 6.1, 
you can just sign up to assist. So in that case, you'll be paired with someone that, that has taught class before. So you can kind of learn the ropes through someone else. You know, the children's ministry is set up as a tool for this congregation to help our families raise children uh, of, of God, faithful Christians. So it's a very important ministry to this congregation. If you look further down the page to item number 11, you see disaster relief. So thankfully we don't or haven't had many local disasters of recent, but when it does happen, we're looking for people to be called into action to help clean up and make repairs. This is an opportunity to turn a very sad and, and un unfortunate situation to an expression of love for, for those in our community and those in our congregation. You also see divorce care, where Jeremy's looking for facilitators. You will be, if you sign up to be a facilitator, you will be trained. You don't expect to have facilitation knowledge in divorce care. Um, that will all be provided. They do meet annually in the fall only. So if you sign up for this, you're not going to be contacted most likely until late summer. Item number 13, the food pantry. So the food pantry, as you probably know, feeds many people in our uh, community in need. But it takes people to uh, organize the donated food and to box it in preparation for those families to come and pick it up. That's where we're looking for help here. Cassie asked me to point out that this is not necessarily a fellowship opportunity with your uh, fellow believers. This is generally an individual event where you come up and you can work on your own unless you coordinate with other um, volunteers for this ministry. She just wanted to make sure that's clear to everyone. If you turn to the third page, item number 16, you'll see Grief Share. So grief Share is, is a ministry that um, Alan and Jeanette have been leading for some time to help those deal with loss. As you might imagine, this is very taxing on them, both emotionally and, and for time. And they've done this for a long time. So they're looking for help for anyone that's willing to assist in leading a session. They will train you. You're not expected to have any sort of experience in that area. Um, but if that's not your thing, they're also looking for people to help with serving uh, refreshments to those that are participating in Grief Share. Next after that is number 18, the hospitality ministry for building hosts. This is a somewhat new ministry that we added last year. The goal of this ministry is to bridge the gap between visitors being greeted at the door and getting to their class or into the worship service so that visitors never feel alone. They always feel guided on, on the path to their destination uh, to express love and make sure they feel welcome. This is designed to uh, work uh, in, in pairs or as a family. So feel free to sign up with others and, and uh, assist in that way. Next, we have the Kids Place. The Kids Place is a peer support group for kids and their families that have lost loved ones to death. Facilitator, people who signed up to be a facilitator are given a lesson plan to, and a guide the, to guide the kids and their group through several lessons on emotions. There is a commitment for two Monday evenings in a month. It generally goes from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, on those Mondays. Volunteers will be trained, though, on active listening and will shadow an, act, an active facilitator as part of the training. So you're not expected here again to have uh, prior experience or knowledge. And there are two facilitators for each session, so you're not alone. But they, they definitely need help in this area. Item 21, Mission Edmond. Not new. Uh, I think everybody understands that is an opportunity to do missions work right here in our backyard. Uh, it's generally held concurrently with our fall break in the school system, so it's convenient for families, and it's designed to be a family event. 
Um, it is meant to benefit uh, widows, elder, elderly, and the ill, and congregation, the community, through works of service. Next is missions ministry. So as you know, our leaders have given us a great opportunity to be involved in missions through short-term mission work or through supporting our missionaries. Through, three, through the three um, annual giving events for Commission Sunday, we support 17 missionaries, four of which are from this congregation. Now, on top of that, the plan is to support 10 short-term mission trips this year. We're expecting a record number of participants of around 370, which is, which is incredible. And that's all done through our Commission Sundays and your volunteer work. But even if you can't participate in one of those trips, there's opportunities to help the missions minister here simply by praying. If you, if you can pray, you can sign up here and just be part of the prayer, uh, prayer group. And there's other opportunities here as well. Moving ministry. That one's pretty self-explanatory. We're just moving. Um, but we're moving those that specifically need the help, not just anybody that asks for help. And generally, that averages about one per month. Uh, talking with Caleb, you may go three months without anything and then three weeks of moving. It varies, uh, but it's not a large commitment. We turn to the back page. You'll see the quiet place. If you're not familiar with the quiet place, it is just that is a quiet place for, for members of our congregation to worship. If you ever go back here by the uh, uh, chapel during a sermon, you might see a small group in the chapel quietly listening to the sermon. They're listening to the same thing you're hearing. Um, that is the quiet place. People that have found this beneficial are people that have, uh, are grieving from a loss and they're not emotionally ready to worship in the larger setting with their brothers and sisters or those that are, uh, have a weakened immune system, perhaps, and they're trying to avoid catching disease. Lots of other reasons why people use the quiet place, but that's what it is, if, you, if you're not familiar with it. What they're looking for are monitors to help make sure it stays quiet. Because you walk by, you see a couple people you know in a, in a, in a room, you may think, oh, they're just chatting. They're, they're there to actually worship. So we have monitors at the door to make sure that they can actually uh, worship in peace. If you skip down to number 30, van pickup. I should have put van pickup and drop off on this. Um, our, our youth deacons and campus ministers are uh, in deep and dire need of help for uh, van pickup. You know, we had uh, two groups come back from, from retreats this weekend, both our youth and our, our campus uh, group. And it takes quite a number of people to pick up the vans to transport uh, that group and then quite a number to take them back. They're always looking for help at the last minute. If you can drive, sign up. It's not committing you to help every time. It's putting you on a notification list so that they can contact you when they have a need. So if you can drive, I encourage you to sign up for that. And the last one I'll cover for now is worship leaders. That one's also somewhat self-explanatory, but I wanted to point out a new opportunity that's on the forum this year. As you may know, we are broadcasting our worship service over YouTube now. That started sometime last year. Um, so we have people in the sound booth up here that's operating the video equipment to broadcast that. That's quite a convenience for those that are shut in and can't make it, or perhaps traveling and want to worship with us. So what they're asking for are people that are willing to just learn how to operate this equipment. It's not that difficult. You just learn how to operate the video equipment and the sound equipment and make sure that what should be um, um, displayed on the video is actually displayed. Training is provided. You do not need prior experience for this. So that's it for, uh, 
for all the uh, for all the opportunities. I know I skipped a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of a lot of these ministries, but they're all very important. Um, there are 157 different opportunities here to serve, so there are many many amp opportunities. But these are not all the opportunities. There are many opportunities not listed on the form to get involved if you so wish. For example, Monday night for the master. If you come to Monday night for the master, which you don't have to sign up for, you might indicate if you're going to on the weekly forms that, that uh, we pass out in, in the morning service. If you indicate you're coming, just show up, you get a meal, you do some sort of work, work project for that week, and you're done. And it varies every week what they're trying to accomplish. Maybe they're writing letters to missionaries, maybe they're making uh, artifacts for a VBS. It changes every week. Just a great opportunity to get involved. And we've been averaging about 180 people a week at Money Night for the Master, which is awesome. So the point is, there's a lot of things going on that aren't on this form. But what's on this form are particular needs that, uh, that need to be filled. So I hope that you prayerfully consider each one of these and commit to serve and trust that God will work through you. We each all, do, each all have gifts to offer to the Lord, as it says in Romans 12, 6. We each have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Again, the key here is that we each have gifts to offer. Note that there is an online form available, so you don't have to just fill out the paper copy. We encourage you to go to the electronic form if you wish. You just go to our website, look for the forms link, and you will see the 2019 involvement sign-up form there. Feel free to take this form home with you, pray about it, consider the different opportunities on this form, and then bring this back either next week or the week after. We're trying to collect all forms by February 3rd. We will be collecting these in Bible classes on Sunday morning, or we're going to put a drop-off drop -off box in the foyer so you can drop it off there as well. If you do sign up for one of these ministries, um, just note that it takes about four to five weeks to process all these forms. The, so when we receive the form, the church office enters this in CCB, and of course they roll in over time, and it takes some time to get all these in. So it takes about four to five weeks after February 3rd to get these all in. So my message is don't expect to be contacted right away. Please give your leaders until roughly April. If you volunteer for something that's coming up soon and you haven't heard from your leaders by April, feel free to reach out to them. That's why their names are on here. They want to be contacted. Finally, um, one other note, if we ask that you check CCB, if you haven't already, make sure your contact information is up to date. Um, our leaders rely heavily on CCB to make contact with our, with our volunteers, so we want to make sure your phone number and email address are accurate. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Matt. And I appreciate him taking the time. Hopefully you were working and filling out your form and reading through that. There's a place for every one of us. And so find your place and use the gifts God's given you. Because if you don't, your, your place, that, that spot, what God's called us to, is, is empty. There's not a person there. And everybody has a place. We were talking about the, the concepts we shared this, both this morning and this evening in the office and I was visiting with Jeremy about it, and Jeremy said something worth quoting. So I hear I'm going to quote Jeremy Robertson. He said, if you're not here, there should be more than an empty seat. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, if, if we're not present, if we're not here in the body, there should be more than an empty seat. If I'm missing, there should be a greater void than just one person not sitting in a crowd.
Aren't you thankful that you're part of a body? We don't do it alone. We all have a place. We're all in this together. And isn't it a joy to be the church of God? God bless you for being here tonight. We're going to sing a song, and this is a song of invitation. And we'd like to invite you to respond to the, the message of, of Christ's love for you. If you haven't put on Christ in baptism, we have time right now. We'd love to rejoice with you and the angels in heaven as we watch you be immersed in the waters of baptism and raised out of that watery grave to live a, a new life. If you would like to be restored or if you'd just like the support that we could offer to you, we'd love to pray alongside you. If you need to respond, we'd invite you to come right now as together we stand and sing.